This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. That means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. My gosh, you boys already know I'm not letting that Ramsey boy come over and play until you clean up your rooms. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and how do you feel about money? I don't know about you, but I always feel better when I have a ton of it. Come into the basement to help you connect better with your money personality. We welcome best-selling author, international speaker, and host of the Prosperity Report Love and Money podcast, Kene Quarter. Plus, in our headline segment, a new report shows that almost half of America with diabetes skip medications because they're too expensive. And on our Haven Lifeline call, we'll help out Eric and Amy who wonder about selling their house and moving to a neighborhood with better schools. Should they do it? Of course, as always, we'll wash it all down with my incredible trivia. And now two guys who are just starting to train for the 2022 World Cup, Joe and O-J-J-J-J-G. Oh, no time like tomorrow, man. <laughs> I haven't kicked a soccer ball in a, quite a while, but uh, I feel like I could do it. Probably. America's on the way back. America's 20... Just because of you and me. 2022 hopes are alive. Yeah. You know what you know how to do. You're that guy that every time a dude fakes a penalty, that's you. You're like the official penalty faker. You like grab your ankle. The second thing... Just writhe around in pain. Uh, sir, the ball was nowhere near you. I know, that guy kicked me. Welcome to Stacky Benjamins. I'm Joe Salci. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter, just so you know which voice is which. Across the card table from me, like he is every hump day, back for another one, the OG. I was trying to think of something witty to say, but I can't think of anything because my brain is fried. Because it's summer and it's a Wednesday. And who has time for witty thoughts? When you've got a podcast to do, well, we'll yes. we got Ken A. Quarter here doing all the heavy lifting for us today. OG financial therapist, that's a title. Loving that. Hey, you know something else I love? Magnify money. 
because at Magnify Money, the other average person there, OG, saves $450 when they head to Magnify Money. Why go to that brick and mortar bank when you can get the best that the world has to offer all in one convenient site, plus an award-winning blog, plus all kinds of guides on getting out of debt, on how to argue about your bills, right? Don't argue emotionally. Don't argue like OG, argues about everything. Stomps his feet and pounds his fists. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mom, mom doesn't appreciate that. Stackybedjamins.com forward slash magnify money for more. Also, thanks to Emperor Investments for supporting Stacky Benjamins. Investing's complicated and selecting the right equities can be daunting for even the most sophisticated investors. That's why Emperor Investments, a new robo investing platform, is offering Stacky Benjamins listeners personalized all equity portfolios. Get this free for six months. Free for six months. Take advantage of this exclusive offer. Visit emperorinvest.com forward slash SB and select Stacky Benjamin's podcast under how did you hear about Emperor during signup? That's the way, as mom says, you tell them that we sent you. We're sending you on a great ride today, man, because we got a fun show. I cannot wait. Kene Corder talking about money personalities. You and me, though, first doing headlines. So let's move. Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamins headlines. Our first headline comes to us from CBS Money Watch. It's written by Kate Gibson. This is pretty horrible, OG. Almost half a diabetic skip medical care due to the cost. Almost half a diabetics are cutting back on treatment because of cost, according to a new survey that comes as the skyrocketing price of insulin is prompting lawmakers and physicians to call for more oversight. The American Medical Association, the largest association of physicians in the U.S., last week called for federal intervention to protect diabetics from being exploited by price gouging on insulin products. The group wants the Federal Trade Commission and the Justice Department to track insulin pricing and market competition to protect consumers. Uh, quote, it's shocking and unconscionable that patients are struggling to get a basic medicine like insulin, AMA board member William A. McDade said in a statement. I want to, obviously this isn't a medical show. We don't talk about diabetes and insulin. Diabetes. <laughs> we, we do make fun of Wilford Brimley, though, every chance we get. There's nothing more fun on a Wednesday than a good old Wilford Brimley joke. <laughs> I like my oatmeal. Helps me control my diabetes. For those of you playing Stacky Benjamin's Bingo at home, you now just got the center square. <laughs> nice job. What I do want to talk about is how prioritization happens. And clearly there's more going on yep. here, OG, than prioritization. But skipping your medication is something pretty bad. But one thing that I was thinking about is that a lot of people, like on their way, they're in a hurry to do other things. So they skip the basics. And when you skip the basics, that's when bad things always seem to happen. Like as an example, I'm paying down my debt and I skip the emergency fund because I think yeah. I don't want the emergency fund because my debt's at 26%. Well, and I think that's why it's really important to be just super disciplined and follow the plan, right? Like if you've got a plan to pay off your debt and you're following Dave Ramsey's method, that's fine, right? But what's the first thing? Make sure you've got a small emergency fund so that you can take care of that. If you're working on the plan of saving for financial independence, right? Follow the plan, invest in a well thought out, diversified portfolio that suits your risk tolerance. You don't have to get ahead of yourself, right? You don't have to try to shortcut and say, well, but maybe I should do 
maybe we should put $100,000 in Facebook options, you know, because if I hit, then I can fast forward all this stuff. Yeah, there's a little bit of the gambler mentality. I get it, right? If you're a little behind. Yeah, absolutely. You, you want to try to do something to catch up, but use the things that are guaranteed to work, i.e. compounding, right? Use that to your advantage. You know, I take a lot of comfort in the fact that uh, I read something, I don't know if it was in his biography or a news article or something that Warren Buffett, you know, is worth, he's 80, what, 87, something like that. He's worth what about, can we call it 75 billion? I'm not exactly sure, but close enough. Right. What was his net worth on his 50th birthday? Oh, not, uh, anywhere close to that high. 60 million. Yeah. Give or take again, which you can't Um, live on. I mean, it's a nice start. It's a hell of a start, but you think about it and you go, okay, again, power of compounding, right? Um, it's pretty crazy. So use this, use the stuff that you know is going to work and just be patient. Right. And, and understand that, you know, if you didn't start saving until your thirties, I, I hear these questions a lot, right? We talk to clients all the time and they'll say, Hey, I'm a little behind or I, I, I didn't get started until dot, 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 dot. How do I catch up? Well, you can't, you can't make up for that. You know, if you didn't max out your Roth IRA during your twenties, you just didn't, you know, starting out. I don't know what to tell you. Just, yeah get going today. I think about this like a house with a foundation. You can't skip the foundation of the house. You see people that have plenty of assets and those people were always open and willing to talk about risk management strategies. Yet I would meet with people that were having trouble making ends meet. And I'd say, you know, if you get disabled, you are screwed. It is going to be tough. Oh, I can't afford disability insurance. Yeah. You, you dude, you can't afford not to have disability insurance. Look at you. You are, it is tight. And if you lose any ability to work, you're done. And those were always the people that it seemed like that wanted to skip the foundation. And I get it. I totally get it. But, uh, but huge mistake. Well, and I really feel on the on back to the kind of medical front, you know, I really feel very similar to your skipping the foundation thing. You know, we're self-employed here. So our health insurance is a gazillion dollars and uh, we're just coming off of Cobra from Mrs. OG's uh, job last uh, year. And so, you know, we're kind of pigeonholed into this system now that we have to follow. Right. And it's super expensive and there's (laughs) very little benefits. And half of me says, well, to hell with this. Right. I don't need to pay all this money and have this high deductible and I'm not going to get anything out of this thing until I get tens of thousands of dollars down the field every calendar year. And, you know, it's summer, so I'm definitely, you know, not going to make it this year. Right. Type of thing. But then the other side says, but if I need a new kidney, I'll be bankrupt, you know, or you know what I mean? Like something really catastrophic like that. It's really quite. um, And Murphy's law, that's when it's going to happen. Yeah. And speaking of high prescription drugs, I have a son that has a peanut allergy. So we have to do the EpiPen thing every year and, yeah. and you don't have one, right? You've got one for your house, one for your school, one for your book bag, one for, you know, the car. So you always have one. And, um, along the lines of this, uh, insulin thing, ep- epinephrine is very inexpensive. Um, <laughs> I was to say, those things are like a car payment. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm saying that the actual drug is a freaking dime a dozen. You could buy a, a freaking 55 gallon drum of it for the less than the cost. What, what happens is that the manufacturer, the auto injector, the thing that you hit 
they jacked the price up on that. Widely, and so we were at widely uh, reported story there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the answer either, OG, but I think that build the foundation first, no matter how expensive it seems to be, it's going to save you a lot of, potentially a lot of money, but definitely make sure that your house is built on solid ground. Our second headline, it comes to us from Investment News. This is from Jeff Benjamin. Merrill reevaluates commission ban in retirement accounts. Imagine this. Can we just talk about this? No. Didn't I, didn't I foreshadow this? You did. You did for well. Yes, we did. You did foreshadow that this may happen, and check it this out. It's happening. The Wirehouse's Wealth Management Group announces a fresh look at the ban now that the Department of Labor rules on the brink of death. So, just to catch people up with the story, Merrill Lynch and everybody else thought that this fiduciary rule was going to stick, and so they changed the rules whereby they could not take commissions inside IRA accounts, and okay. then. When the rule seems like it's dead now, Merrill Lynch goes, oh, maybe fiduciary's not that important anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I feel so cynical. Well, it, you missed a step in the middle. A step in the middle was when it first was reported that the fiduciary law was about to go kaput. They asked Merrill for a comment and they said, well, you know, we kind of feel like the right thing to do is what we did. That's right. That's right. And yes. now, hmm. what are they saying? Maybe there's potential to get more money out of people. In the wake of the deadline to appeal the Fifth Circuit's ruling striking down the Department of Labor's fiduciary rule, Merrill Lynch has announced plans to reevaluate its ban on commissions in retirement accounts. Andy Sieg, the head of Merrill Lynch Wealth Management, announced the news during a conference call last Friday morning with many of the warehouses, more than 14,000 brokers, according to company spokesman Jerry Dubrowski. A small cheer was heard throughout the offices of Merrill Lynch. I was totally thinking that. At 14,000, you, you know how loud that cheer was? Yeah, that, that I do. It was a monster loud cheer. The company issued the following statement Friday morning following the conference call. And by the way, they weren't cheering because of the fact that it's, it's better for clients. That wasn't, and don't get me Likely wrong, not. and don't get me wrong, it wasn't that they thought it was worse for clients. Clients had nothing to do with it. It was just about more money. A cheer for In more other money. news, Bank of America stock was up 3% right? last week. Yes. Quote, now that the regulatory environment has shifted, we're taking a look at our policies, especially as they might affect policies and procedures for individual retirement accounts. I love the second half of this. To ensure we keep our clients' best interests front and center. Our core strategy, consistent with our principles, remains unchanged. Of course. Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with paying a commission or being charged a commission or having commission products. I don't have any problem with it. I don't have problems with it in IRAs. I don't have a problem with it in brokerage accounts. The key thing is, like we've always said, you have to understand the motivations and you have to be super, super, super hyper vigilant when you're paying based on how much money you invest. The side of the coin that is underreported on here, to play a little devil's advocate here, because we kind of beat up Merrill pretty good, is that in some cases, you know, an advisor might not take a $10,000 investment account, brand new, let's say a new, you know, a new client, right? This is $10,000, open up two Roth IRAs, because at a 1% fee, that's 100 bucks this year. You know, that's an awful lot of work for filling out paperwork and dealing with, you know, having phone calls and, you know, responsibility and all that sort of stuff for a hundred bucks. Not that charging a 5% commission is that much better, right? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's kind of the wirehouses or commission guys 
argument is we can serve lower asset clients if we can charge them commissions. I understand the spin. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I don't care how you pay for your advice. You know, if you're a consumer, the problem is most consumers don't know how they're paying for their advice. That's the biggest problem right there. And if you had to just say, here's how much money I make, here's how much, here's how I get paid. You invest 20,000. I'm going to make a grand today. I think the lesson here is exactly that though. Know how you're paying for your advice and for your products because times are still a changing. The only thing that stays the same. Is, oh, I've heard this. Is change. Oh, you said that. You that's I coined engraved on a stone somewhere. I'm the first one to ever say that. And then also uh, skipping your medications or skipping the foundation, whatever it might be, in your financial plan because it's expensive. I think you need to think long and hard about what could possibly go wrong. Well, I'm so excited, OG. Upstairs talking to mom, our good friend, Kanae Corder. Kanae is not only an international speaker, but also best-selling author and a psychotherapist that specializes in financial therapy. Well, is in financial therapy when you go to the mall and go buy some stuff? Uh, while working with Morgan Stanley, she saw couples that needed help with more than just the numbers. They experienced trauma and anxiety associated with money that blocked their happiness. So she started Presidential Lifestyle, a wellness company focused on wealth in all its forms. And her company helps couples become a winning team in love, life, and money. Before financial services, she was the spokesperson for ABC's Extreme Makeover Show. Of course, she's been in magazines like L People TV Guide and has been on shows like Good Morning America, Entertainment Tonight, and even on uh, some woman named Oprah's show. We're so happy she's here with us today. Kene Corder coming down to the basement. Let's say hello. Hey, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm so much better now that you're here. I have to ask you, how does somebody that starts off, I believe you were a financial advisor. Yeah. How do you make that change to, okay, I'm not going to talk about portfolios and asset allocation as much. I'm going to talk about mindset instead. Yeah. It was a fun switch, but it was more like an exploration. I think what happened was as I sat in my office and watched couples argue, I felt like I was more to blame. Like I felt like I wasn't helping. And that was not why I was put on this earth. I was put on this earth to relieve pain. I know this is my purpose. But why didn't you think you were helping though? Because they wouldn't execute on the beautiful financial plans that uh... I was creating for them. And, I, and I'm sure you've experienced this and you're like, you said this was your dream. And at times I would get more attached to the dream than they would be. Like, wait, wait, no, we can't do this. And they're like, what are you talking about? We, I'm buying a condo in New York and it's truly happened. And I was like, you buy that condo in New York, you will ruin yourself. And they're like, well, that's what we want. Our daughter's going to college in New York and we want to be close to her. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, my heart is breaking Yet you see no problem with the dramatic switch you just made in your in your plan. Right. So I'm freaking out and I sit there and I'm like, I can't keep doing this. And then, to be honest, I wasn't having as much fun creating portfolios as I 
actually was to see a person shift their mindset. I'm like, yes, you got it. Yay, you're sticking to the plan. You know, that was what like drove me and got me like up in the morning. But a portfolio was like, okay, sure. Yeah, this is part of it. I love it. The commodity is clearly the commodity in your brain, right? I mean, because you could put together a portfolio 900 different ways with (laughs) 9,000 different products, but you can only get one relationship. What was frustrating for me was the way I'd see couples also treat each other, Mm. you know, in their meeting, like they would kind of come after each other. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. We need to kind of get to get into this a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Same thing here. So I was almost this couples therapist before I was ever a therapist. So I'm like, well, it sounds like you're blaming each other, but you're a team. And so what she does, you do. And what you do, he does, you know, it's like you've got, so you've got to know that. And so I came up with these like three C's or four C's. Well, it started out as three and then it went to four and then it went to five and (laughs) and went on. And I know you had Nicole, um, I can't remember yeah. yeah, and she kind of has that same thing going on. <laughs> You're an alliteration person too, huh? Yes, I am. <laughs> and so it was communicate, collaborate, and then it was celebrate. Communicate, collaborate, celebrate. So first communicate, like just talk it out. Don't blame. And then collaborate. Say, okay, well, I'll handle this part of our plan because I'm good at this. And we'll talk about the money mentalities, but it's usually around their money mentality. And then next we'll celebrate. Like once we get there, we're like, yay. But then I had to add some other season there because communicate was cool, but they really needed to connect. Oh yeah. 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 And that was what was missing. And that connection is really what drove the plan because it's like, well, I know this is important to you and it's important to me because it's important to you, even though I don't really like playing golf, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I know you do. So I know this has to be part of our plan. Well, and on connection, it seems like that brings up another C word, which is compromise. Yes. And I did, that was the, what, that was the fifth one. Remember I said I had to add, yes, look at you, Marty pants. Showing off now. How about that? As usual. It seems, it's a, thank you. I'm so proud of me, but it seems like in your meetings, just with your personality, that there was a lot of laughing and a lot of crying in your meetings, I think. Yes, 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 yes. And someone described it, actually my publicist described it really well. And she said, I bring this a mix of no nonsense and yeah. no judgment. And that really truly is the way we bring each meeting. It's like, let's have some fun. Let's talk about this. Because even in therapy, I still laugh. Like I have one patient, she said the other day, people say I don't smile. And I say, yes, I do at my therapist's office. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the old, but but I think there's something wrong there. Like there's, I know, right? <laughs> if she's only smiling at her therapist's office, something's clearly not going right. So yeah, we're working on that. But it's true. It's a lot of fun. I really do like to make money fun because honestly, I'm not a numbers person. Like I don't get all excited about the numbers. What I get excited about is the execution. And so I really try to find the way that they can do that. And one of the ways you do that sort of like eating the best diet or the best workout plan is the one you're going to do, right? It's not paleo. It's not vegan. It's, it doesn't matter about any of those if you're not going to stick to it. So whatever you're going to stick to, that's what we do. So if it means you do spend a little, we just put it in the plan. It does, if it means you go on vacation, we just 
put it in the plan. If it means you drink a lot of coffee at really expensive coffee places, we just put it in the plan because I am not a fan of cutting off what makes you feel good. So, and I'm known for saying money can't buy happiness. You just have to know what really makes you happy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so what we do in my world is help you figure out those things that really true do bring you happiness and then delete those things that you're using to just feel the voids you feel. And people are uncomfortable feeling, I'll bet. Yes, they really are. And you'd be surprised that I have more of my females who are uncomfortable and will not be vulnerable with me than my males. Really? So, right. Yes. I don't know if it's me as a therapist and this is what I attract, um, but a lot of times the women come with the guards up, afraid to be judged. And men are like, hey, help me out. Help me out. I want to be better. Like, what do I need to do? Tell me now. And then maybe it comes to that, like, fix it because I have this fix it kind of um, mentality because of coming from the financial world. Yeah. So men are solution oriented. Yeah. And I am a solution oriented therapist. So they're like, hey, what do I need to do? Where women are like, I just want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to do anything yeah. right now because it hurts too bad to move. So I just want to stay here and talk about it. And so I really do have to like bring out my feminine side and be gentle with them and bring them along the journey because sometimes they don't want a journey. And because something that happened in their past, which I call money history and money history does not always have a dollar sign associated with it, but it can translate into uh, money tragedy for you. That's funny. I went through hypnotherapist, uh, uh, one time and it was, well, and not one time I had three sessions and it was interesting, these bizarre connections to your point that, that your yes. brain makes. And you must see that all the, like I, I associate fast food with family time, which by the way, I didn't realize until the third session, when we got to this, these old times, we would pick up my dad. We, we had the station wagon today with the wood paneling on the side. Classic. Oh yeah. We were cool. We were, <laughs> we were the Griswolds. Quintessential. <laughs> Absolutely. But we go pick up my dad at his lunch break and he'd get in the car. My sister wasn't born yet. It was just my brother and I and my mom and dad. And we would go down the street to this drive-in fast food place called Dog and Suds where you'd have a root beer and a hot dog. It was funny because on the third session, we finally broke through this thing. The reason I still have this false fast food love is yeah. because of the fact that I remember those family times. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. you, you must have that with money. I mean, just yes. based on what you're saying, there's got to be these false assumptions going on. Absolutely. It really does. And I'll use my own life as an example like yours. So, my family is about dining and it could be in or out, but we do these like really extravagant meals. And sometimes Thanksgiving is like a seafood Thanksgiving and then not turkey. Right? I'm coming it's to like your house drink, though. Right? I'll take <laughs> seafood over turkey any day. <laughs> it's like serious too, like lobster, crab, all kinds of stuff. So if you were feeding me, you loved me. And so money and love have a connection too. And if the meal wasn't expensive, then mm, do you really love me? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that, right? Because that is where our family put our money. Now, it doesn't have to be that, right? It just was, that was our value. Because we might have saved in another place. But when it came to food, we were going all out. And let me tell you what my grandmother would do. 
Every single person who has their like, oh, I don't like mushrooms. I don't like onions. I don't like tomatoes, right? She would make a separate dish for them. Oh, Lord. And she would say, no, 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 that's Joe's. Don't eat that. I made that just for Joe. It doesn't have onions in it or whatever. And it was a lot of money around eating for us. And so if when I first, this is what, you know, when I was just growing up, I would like by the bar, basically, I would just be like, hey, who wants to go out to eat? Oh, I can't right now. No worries. I got you. Right. Because I just needed that company. And so using money for connection was what I did. And I did it a lot. It would be my birthday sometimes. <laughs> that's what I was That's what I was just thinking. Any celebration, the holidays, right? Yep. If I buy somebody more expensive gift, it means I love you more. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so that had, that was a shift that had to happen. And I've done that with plenty of people. And I use hypnosis. Actually, I, I'm, I am a hypnotherapist. So I use hypnosis to get to that because the brain is so fascinating that it will tell you the connections. And you won't know. You're like, I'm like, trust your brain. People say, I don't know. No, that's not it. No, no, no. Tell me what it was because it might be it, right? Yeah, they want to judge what their brain says because that's, you know, just the way we are as humans. And I'm like, you'll never know. Tell me what it is. And then they'll say it. And I'm, and then I'll put the connections together for them sometimes. Like, oh, but remember you said this, kind of like you said your three mm -hmm. sessions. Remember you said this and this connect. And you go, oh, Bam. oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you get that moment you're looking for, that big aha breakthrough moment. Yes. Yes. I'm big on breakthroughs and they usually do happen if there's trust there. So I'm really big on trust too, which is why the laughter comes in. Because if you laugh with somebody, you do somehow just trust them more. And the guards go down a little bit when you can laugh and laughing is healing too. And what we're talking about is healing. We need to heal from some of this money history. Do you find that people get confused about hypnotherapy? Like they think it's something different than it's going to be? Yes, because of the whole like mesmer, um, the mesmerize on stage hypnotherapist, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, or the, the the movie that came out, what was that last year or year before? Get Out, oh, where <laughs> she was using hypnotherapy to like, yeah, capture them or whatever. So even my boyfriend is like, no, 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 you are not hypnotizing me, lady. That's right. That's right. I'm going to be sitting across from you in a chair. Next thing you know, I'm sinking down in it. I can't get out. <laughs> Just sunken. Right, right. I know that plot. That scares the hell out yeah. of me, can I? People do. People do get afraid of it. And so I explain it. That goes to the trust. Right. What we do, we talk about, we dissect what hypnotherapy is. And really, it is suggestion. But I use the words that you tell me. So first, I talk about what you want. I ask, what is your idea of prosperity? You know, how do you want to show up in the world? What do you want? Right. And then I suggest to you that that is happening right now because the brain only has one time zone. So like you and I, are, we live in different time zones, right? The, the world is in different time zones, but the brain knows one time zone. And that is right now, whether it's the past, whether it's the future, the brain just knows now. So the same place in your brain that you use to imagine something happening is the same place you use to actually do it. So we use that idea to imprint or suggest to your brain that this is no longer happening. Now this is, and you can let go of that old story and deal with what's happening right now. 
It's so powerful. I mean, I think this is the same technology, really, that makes us jump in a movie theater when we know it's fake. Exactly. I mean, because our brain doesn't know any better. Exactly. The brain does it. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's also, I mean, there's so much depth to what you're talking about, about the fact that that we can change today. We can change yep. right now. Yep. We can just, exactly. just cause we spent a bunch of money yesterday. doesn't mean we need to do that tomorrow. Right. And let go of the judgment. And I think society has us judging ourselves. Cause you read all of these articles about, are you in debt? Were you one of those stupid Americans who did it, you know, who didn't follow the rules or, you know, there's just so much to bring you down. Yeah. And on my podcast and in, in the work that I do, we talk about what's going well, because you have some strengths, you've done some things well, you might have gotten in debt, but maybe you were good at earning, you know, maybe you are good at gifting. There are some things that you do really well. And so let's look at those and then use those strengths to build on the challenges. I want to go through the different types of, uh, it's funny, I'm looking at the time. We're going to speed through okay. some of the, some of the different money mentalities people have. Because it's fascinating. Maybe we even have to have you back to go through these in more depth. But number one on your money mentality list is also the one I bet you see the most, the spender, just because we Mm -hmm. live in this capitalistic society where, to your point, if I serve better food at dinner, then people will like me. Yeah. 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 Money and love. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Money and love are very closely related. Spender is the number one. I do see a lot of spenders and mainly because people come saying I'm a spender and they could be an enthusiast or a hero. So I would break them down really quickly. So the spender does that. They don't know what else to do with money, but spend it. Their positives is that they are good at enjoying money. Their challenge is that they aren't good at enjoying money. (laughs) But how do you... How do you get a spender to save? Two ways. One, you get a spender to save by helping them clear whatever, I call them prosperity blocks, clear whatever prosperity block came up that told them there was not enough. Part of why they spend is because they're like, well, it's not enough. We might've spent now. We better get all the things we need because there's, it's not enough, right? That's one. The second is another, there's another programming that the society has put in our head and that is, that rich people are greedy, right? Don't want to be one of those rich people. So I better get this money out my hands because I'll be one of those rich people, right? Dirty money, that filthy rich, all that programming. So we have to change that programming to let them know that it's okay, one, to have money. And you don't have to be a numbers person to look at how much is in your bank account, right? And that you are capable. So part of the other thing about a spender is that they say, I would rather for somebody else to take care of that because I'm just not good at that. And it's just not true. Maybe you haven't been, but it doesn't mean you can't be. I love that. I love this is take charge idea. Yeah. And delete that old programming, which is super important. That is awesome. Uh, A blamer. Yes. Now, Blamer is rarely going to listen to this show or come to my (laughs) courses. (laughs) Right. But if they are listening, a Blamer is somebody who's blaming the third party, you know, the man, the world, the person who says there are no jobs in New York City. In the whole entire New York City, there are no jobs, right? That's a Blamer. So they, but Blamer is good at asking for money, which not all the money mentalities are. Blamers are good at receiving. 
but they are not as good at earning, growing, or really any gifting. They're not that great at the other areas of the money cycle. They can enjoy, though. They're good at receiving and enjoying. There's a blamer I know very well, as you describe mm-hmm. this person, and it always frustrates me that because she if she put her mind to it, she'd be so powerful, but she's so busy saying it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And by the way, can you give me, by the way, and the universe, I have never seen the universe line up against somebody as much as it lines up against, against her. Now in her defense, in her defense, I kind of do feel like sometimes the universe lines up against her, but I also feel like it's because she states it. Yeah. She's so willing to accept the blame. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Because the, the what you focus on expands. So if you focus on there being, you know, a bunch of problems and you, you know, everything being up against you, that is what you're going to get. And so you have to change your language. Well, that's what I was going to ask. How does a blamer get themselves out of that? I mean, especially when they don't even think they're, but the, the, the person I'm thinking of, Kanae mm-hmm. doesn't even think of themselves as a blamer. Like I know yes, damn well exactly. she's a blamer. There's no self-awareness there, which is really tough. And that's where hypnotherapy comes in because you really don't have to buy in. I mean, you do kind of, but your brain is so hungry for change. It's like, please, this is painful. Help me. And so if you could just get any inkling crack of light in there, but for a blamer, blamer would be the hardest money mentality to shift to a president. Um, and president is the ideal money mentality. The blamer is the toughest one because they are in a stage of change where they even have they haven't even contemplated that there needs to be any change. And so that can be really difficult. But if for some reason they come to you in a moment of pain and say, I need help, then getting down that programming, changing that programming is going to be paramount to changing a blamer. So it sounds like the way to get them in to see somebody like you or somebody to start changing is just. Everybody has to tell them no. Really, that's what it breaks down yeah. to. Because as long as people are telling them yes, yeah. they are not going to change. They're going to say, it's all everybody else's fault. But great thing I have Kene, or great thing I have Joe, or great thing I have Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's never. Lena. Those, those words have never come out of anybody's <laughs> mouth, by the way. Ever, ever, ever. What about a saver? Is a saver, are you talking about a saver as if it's a bad thing? See, I, there are no bad or good. Oh, so, listen, and, you did. nice. <laughs> I almost as caught a, you. As a therapist, I see it just is, yeah. right? It just is. Each money mentality has positives and negatives. They have challenges that they're up against, but they also have strengths. So a saver obviously is good at saving. But they're not necessarily good at earning. They just do a really good job of putting the money away that they make. They they understand that it's not what you make necessarily is what you keep, right? So they really understand that idea. However, a saver is not good at enjoying money. There's always some future reason to enjoy it. We'll enjoy it in the future, but not right now, right? But that's painful, because the the brain knows that the only thing that really exists is right now, not the future. That hasn't happened yet. And even though we do need you to plan for your future, we also need you to enjoy your life right now, which can be really tough for a saver. Based on the some of the letters we get, we have a lot of savers that listen to this show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I can imagine that. Well, and I think part of it, Kanae, is that they're that they're always looking for what's the next thing I should be worried about. You know. <laughs> What, yep. What's the thing I need to save for so I can yes. deny myself? But how do you get a how do you get a saver to enjoy today? 
to with savers a lot of skills. So you don't need therapy as much, but however, therapy can definitely help. But skills come in place when it comes to a saver. And because savers have already proven that they can follow a process, right? Uh So if we just change the process, Uh then also with savers, we have to, there needs to be accountability. So they need some support. So if you connect a saver with what I call an enthusiast, then, and we'll talk about them next, an enthusiast, a saver and an enthusiast, an enthusiast can encourage the saver to let loose a little bit and relax because savers are spend adverse. And enthusiasts are not. They are the opposite of spending. <laughs> it's funny if you can get those two in a room together talking. You're right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the great thing about that, if they could become friends or be married, then the saver can bring the enthusiast like calm down on the spending. You do not have to buy the bar. People will still like us. If we don't spend money on them, right? But do you? But, we will but, still enjoy life. But do you find that they the other opposite happens, where instead of getting each other's best traits, and we talked about each of these has a best trait Blank. and things they're great at. Do you ever find that they just get each other's worst traits? Right, exactly. And so that's why I exist, so that they can come and talk to me. <laughs> that's why I have a job. Exactly, and I can show them how to be a winning team in love, life, and money. So that's really what happens is they see each other's challenges, right? Or in this case, they're going to probably call them faults. They see each other's challenges. They come to me. I point out their strengths and they're like, oh, well, I guess you're right. And so then I'm like, rely on him for this, rely on her for this, compliment each other, which is the sixth C, (laughs) compliment each other. And I mean that in two ways, compliment each other, meaning, you know, be that, that rock be in place for them when they need it, but also say, good job, Joe. I I find that the more I compliment people, just the happier I feel. Yes. Yes. You receive it, you give you, they receive it and they feel better. And for some reason, people just want to be around you. If you compliment people, they're just like, I don't know why. I just want to go hang out with Joe and play cards at the card table. (laughs) It's so hard to do though. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm thinking it in my head all the time that, you know, you're interesting to talk to Kanae. You're fun. This is a great interview. I'm in it. But for me to say that out loud to you, there's like this embarrassment there. Like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to tell her that I'm having a lot of fun. Like, but why? Yes. <laughs> but mm-hmm. why? Yeah. That's what brings me to, I do this workshop called Peace Party, and it kind of helps you talk about what's going well and compliment people and let go of all of that stuff that society has given us. Because one of the things I say in the Peace Party is that relationships aren't hard. Vulnerability is what's hard. It's so hard. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if you just... If you're vulnerable, then the relationship itself is easy. (laughs) I don't want to speed through the rest of these, but I have to. We have a hero. Yes. So enthusiasts, they spin, they buy the bar. Hero is the one who's going to take care of everybody. So that person you know, the hero and the blamer seem to get connected a lot. We all know a hero. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Falling on the sword so I don't have to. Yeah. Woe is me. Everybody needs me. What would I do without them? Heroes have a God complex in that. That I have to say, but they don't know it, but they do. And like blamers, though, heroes can be some of my favorite people. 
I know. Yes. Yeah. Because they will compliment you. <laughs> yes, That's right. They, they totally will. Yeah. Like you know, they make me feel good. And plus, they if do. I don't want to do something, I can ask them because they'll do it. Yeah, Absolutely. No they will. What. They will not say no. They will find a way. How do you change yeah. the hero? I mean, let's put it this way. Let me restate that because okay. we don't want to change them. But how do you, how do adjust. you, yeah, adjust those negatives? Yes. So a hero does sort of have to hit rock bottom. A hero has to have that awakening moment, that breakthrough where they're like, aha, I see what happened. Everybody's depending on me because I freaking taught them to depend on me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They kind of have to have that breakthrough moment and that kind of hit rock bottom or just enough for them to like, ah, the light is now shining on everything. That's how you adjust a hero is for them to have that moment where lights are shining on themselves, where they say, I put this in place. This system is happening because I told them I never said no to Joe. Every time he invites me to game night, even though I don't want to go, they play this silly game. You always want to go to game night. Come on. (laughs) Everybody wants to come to game night. That's true. (laughs) To some degree, you got to make yourself a little unavailable. I mean, to learn that that, what happens after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was a hero. And that was what I, this is part of why I know these money mentalities is because I've been a few of these money mentalities. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was a hero for a a long time and it it took the market crash for me to realize, oh shoot, I can't, I gotta say no, I have to because the cupboard is bare. <laughs> yeah, right, right. What about the artist? You have that. Uh, yeah, next. the artist has a love-hate relationship with money, and they somehow usually get it though, but they don't really want it, right? They're like, oh, they're more about spirit and love, and they're usually on some spiritual quest or something like that. But the artist is somebody who might like own some commercial building because somebody died and left it to them, but then they never did anything with it. So it deteriorated. So they have assets sometimes, but they like don't do anything with the assets because they're just like, Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just the building, right? It's just a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, it'll, I'll just stick it in the savings account. What? <laughs> I don't know why, yeah. but the artists are my favorite people. Yeah, because they can they can be kind of like, you know, not heavy. Yeah. They're not heavy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. They're like, it's just money. I'm like, are you kidding me? But I love you for thinking that. Exactly. <laughs> you're, just, yeah. you're happy no matter what. So uh, artists and a saver together can complement each other very well, too. I can I can totally see that. The artist needs to learn, I guess, just the system. Yes. Yes. The artist needs to know the process. Mm-hmm. That's the and then the president. The president is the ideal money mentality. So I call this whole thing the money cycle. They know how to navigate the money cycle with ease. They know how much money they need to earn. So they're not focusing on the Joneses. They know how much they, what they need to do to grow, what they need to do to protect their money, to gift their money and to enjoy their money. So they do them. They have all the positives and none of the challenges. It's so awesome. Where can people find this by the way? They can find this at kinequarter.com slash money dash quiz. Money dash quiz. And you know what? Uh, if you're walking the dog, I will have that in the show notes at stackybedjamins.com. We also need to talk about your awesome podcast, which you referenced earlier because I love it. The Prosperity Report podcast, because we had, what, 15, 20 minutes to go into this. You dive into this stuff all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The Prosperity Report is a love and money podcast. It's really a relationship podcast where we even talk about your relationship with money. And obviously very positively presented. 
Obviously, yes. We Just. focus on what's going well. We focus on what couples are doing to stay together, not what, not the 50% that get divorced. We are focusing on the 50% that stay together and how they do it. And we give you tips, tools, resources, actionable like action items that you can put in place the moment you, you know, in that podcast. And you know what? We'll link to the podcast also on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. Kene, thanks a ton for hanging out with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Are we going to like play spades now? We have to. Oh, we have to. Oh, you're, <laughs> That's the see, only card game I see, know how to play. <laughs> well, it's funny because Nicole on Monday was talking about Boggle, like I told her. I don't really like, but sp- I could play spades all flipping day. Oh, yeah, it's going down. Well, well, maybe I think it's this idea of losing every hand that I find fun. Like it's the opposite of most games where you're trying to win. You know, if I'm trying to lose. No, wait a minute. That's hearts. What the hell am I talking about? That's hearts. I was like losing every hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spades is a little different as in you got to like say how many books. Yeah, so let's play because that's really the only game. No, I learned in college and. Game on, sold. Done. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I heard there's this worldwide football tournament going on down in Russia. So, of course, just this past weekend, I dropped by the Sizzler with some coupons to see what it was all about. I got to tell you, none of the ladies had any idea Mexico and Japan played football. I didn't either, actually. I kept telling Larry, our waiter, I hate that guy, to change the channel because they were playing soccer. Don't get me wrong, no matter that that Larry doesn't get it, I'm still a fan of soccer. So to mend some fences, let's ask a question about the FIFA World Cup. What South American country has won the most FIFA World Cup titles? I'll have your answer right after the break. Big thanks to Emperor Investments for supporting our podcast. Emperor Investments is a new tech-driven investment platform that we're excited to get behind because they are looking to shake up the investing space. And they're offering everyone who listens to our show personalized all-equity portfolios fee-free for six months. And by the way, even after they're fee-free, if you look at their fee structure, I'm a big fan of that too. Emperor's portfolios comprise some of the largest and best-known dividend-paying U.S. companies Emperor Investments is a lifestyle investment company. They understand that investors have different goals and dreams, a new house, dream vacation, maybe getting out of the basement, someday retiring, and more. Emperor's platform creates customized portfolios designed to help you meet those life goals. They invest solely in individual dividend-paying stocks, giving clients tailored portfolios. In fact, when I went through the process to open my Emperor Investments account, They ask you a bunch of questions about who you are, and then they suggest a portfolio that's for you alone. To take advantage of their exclusive offer of six months fee-free, visit emperorinvest.com forward slash SB. Don't do what I did and go to emperorinvestments.com. It's emperorinvests.com slash SB and toggle down to Stacking Benjamin's podcast under How Did You Hear About Emperor? during signup. That's emperorinvest.com slash SB. Stacky Benjamins is also brought to you by Magnify Money. You know, on this show, we like looking up what types of interest rates savings accounts are paying and no place better to compare, ditch, switch, and save than Magnify Money. So let's do that now. You probably hear me typing. And if I go into savings accounts, get personalized offers, bam, 
looks like uh, Pierpoint Financial at 1.9 is the best one there. Now, the bad news is you can very quickly see that this is not for a lot of people. A minimum deposit of 10000 bucks. It gets a C on their fine print score. You see that? I did that super quick just using Magnify Money. I can compare so quickly there. Instead, I kind of like the 1.85 instead of the 1.9 because there's only a one penny minimum deposit and the fine print score is a B instead of a C. So Poplar Direct also at 1.85 gets an F for their fine print score. And then it just goes down from there. I can look at all of them there. In fact, somebody in our Facebook group, uh, The Basement, was talking about Marcus. Marcus at 1.80 there. Uh, American Express Personal Savings at 1.75. By the way, both of those two companies, even though they're big companies, uh, very competitive interest rates and getting an A in the fine print area, which is what we like. I don't like having all this fine print that makes me wonder what the heck I'm really getting. Easy to do that, but you can also take a look at other things there, including cashback reward cards, 0% interest credit cards to clean up that debt, or personal loans, student loan refinance, parent plus loan refinances, auto loans, private student loans, secured credit cards, CD rates, and more. Plus, I like their blog. And if you've listened to a long time, you know that our friend Mandy Woodruff from the Blind Ambition podcast runs that and she's incredible. StackyBenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money. The average person saves 450 bucks on those products they use every day when they visit Magnify Money. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And that guy, Larry, I hate that guy, needs to be put in his place. First, who eats shrimp off a stick? Second, him continually telling me that he did have the football game on from Russia really grinds me. Dudes in shorts don't play football, Larry. They play soccer, which brings us to today's thrilling soccer answer. Here was the question. Which South American country has won the most FIFA World Cup soccer titles? Well, if you guessed Argentina, you'd be getting the Argenta medal because they're second. It's those amazing Brazilians who have the most FIFA World Cup soccer titles out of any South American country. Out of 21 trips to the World Cup, they've won five. But I bet Larry thinks they've won a Brazilian of them. That guy. See ya. Big thanks to Kene Corder again for coming down to the basement, hanging out with us. Oh, gee, the uh, mental game is a huge piece of winning with money. Like people want to get into the numbers, but the mental game, man. It's probably the most important piece of it. If you only use numbers to decide how to behave financially, nobody would ever have any consumer debt. Right. I still think going back into the just just how deep the mental game is too. when Vicky Robin was here talking about the like. I don't remember her exact phrase, but like the, the units of joy you get from a purchase, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's all about how much utility. Yeah. How much joy you get from something, how it affects your life. The starting there is, is a big piece of the game. Hey, let's throw out the Avon lifeline, man, and tackle some of life's or rather life insurance's most important questions. Our friends down at the Haven life insurance agency, they are disrupting the life insurance industry. OG, 
by focusing on what you value most. Commissions, baby. Commissions, commissions. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> Keeping the lights on. Baby needs new shoes. And broken Department of Labor rules. Love that. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, how about your family and your time? And it's because of family and time and their commitment to that that they created a simple way to buy affordable and dependable term life insurance online. And I mean simple. If you head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Haven Life now, you'll get a free estimate for coverage and you will see firsthand how life insurance works the modern way. And uh, as we were talking about on Monday, thinking about taking out a big policy on OG and uh, feeding them mushrooms. I'm not entirely sure, but I suspect that one of the first places that the police department detectives will look will be in the archives of this show. <laughs> Nobody listens to this show. Like, oh, he had a show? What they is, might. What is that? Yeah. Well, two people listen to the show, Eric and Amy, and they are calling out to the Haven Lifeline. Let's say hello to two for one Eric special, and Amy. Like yeah, it. how about that? Hey, Joe and OG, Eric and Amy here. We got a question about money and kids. So we have three kids ages four, two, and four months. With the oldest almost school-aged, we're starting to think about what to do about schools. So right now we live in a great neighborhood in an affordable house, but the public schools aren't great. If we stay where we are, we'll have to spend approximately $5,500 for the first kid, and when all three are school-aged, we're looking at spending $9,000 total. Now this is a long way off, but for high school... It looks like we'll be spending $15,000 per kid per year. On the other hand, if we move to a better school district, we'd have to spend roughly double what we paid for our current house. To give you an idea, we bought our current house for $230,000, but to buy a house in a better school district, we'd have to spend four dollars to $500,000. Along with that comes property taxes that are double, maybe even triple, what we currently pay. We don't like the idea of tying up all of our money in a house, but at the same time, we have serious problems with paying tuition uh, for a kid to go to school. We're looking to hear what you think you guys think about this uh, and are interested in hearing your thoughts. Thanks. This is an interesting predicament, and I remember having a similar discussion with a friend when we moved across country. My wife worked downtown and we were looking at homes in the downtown area and I was talking to a friend of mine and he said, well, if you're going to live down here, you have to budget private school tuition or you can live in this really fancy area that has really good schools and then you don't have to pay the tuition, but you're going to basically paying the tuition via mortgage payment. Right. You know, it sounds like probably the better of the two is to move. I mean, you mentioned $45,000 a year today and that doesn't include increases in tuition for the kids to go to school in in high school. I mean, that's a pretty healthy mortgage payment. Yeah. That's $4,000 a month. I mean, you'd be buying a $600,000 house for that kind of payment. So of course the difference is, is, uh, you know, you're paying that extra payment for, uh, roughly 30 years <laughs> and not uh, four or six for, for kids in school. But, uh, I think it goes beyond should we move or should we not move? Don't fall into the trap of reading the great school report. You know, when you look at your, your community, there's a, you know, it says, Oh, housing, housing is rated a six or schools are rated a seven, you know, or whatever. 
that's just somebody else's arbitrary opinion. I would actually talk to the teachers and the parents in that school that you would likely send your kids to. Um, you know, it really could be really bad. There's no doubt about that. But it also could be just somebody's opinion that the, quote, schools suck, right? So make sure you're getting some real facts there, I think. Yeah, I also think this is this is a place where it's um, your money follows your values, you know, yeah. I, I mean, figure out what your values are first and then the money, the money decision is going to be a lot easier. I think that's where you have to start here. And it's, it's very difficult for us to decide what the right move would be. I can tell you that I know, I know somebody personally who went to a pretty crappy school district, but graduated number one, you know, maybe to go, well, the bar was pretty low. Who cares? Still number one. Went to a fantastic university and succeeds well you know, in, in, in life. So I think some of it also schooling is schooling, but then also parenting is parenting, right? You know, you can motivate your children at home to, to do more than just the bare minimum at school and that sort of thing too. So there's more to this story than just the great schools report is a four for our elementary school. And I'm not sure that I like that. And I want to move. If you move, you know, make sure you're moving closer to your work and closer to family. You know, there's all sorts of other things that could be in play there as well. So this is a really personal decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really tough. Thanks for the question. If you've got a question for us, head to stackybedjamins.com and at the top of the page, see the tab that says questions. Click on that and you'll see all the ways that you can interface with this here podcast. All right. That's going to do it for today. If you need help with your financial plan and uh, you're looking for great help in your corner, OG's taking clients. Head to stackybedjamins.com forward slash letter O, letter G for more on that. All right, man, let's stick a fork in it. Doug, it's yours. Take it from here. So what did we learn today? First, what's your money type? As Joe's mom says, know thyself. Actually, what she really says is know your blood type. It's pretty much the same thing. According to Kene Quarter, you can only begin playing off your strengths if you know what they are. Second, skipping medications because they're too expensive. Don't mess with your health, buddy. Hopefully you can work with smart money people around you to find savings in other areas of your life. But the big takeaway? Don't trust Larry down at the Sizzler with the television remote after his football soccer disaster i asked him to put on baywatch and he put on a movie with dwayne johnson dwayne johnson for god's sakes larry that guy's a pro wrestler who the heck would watch him star in a movie next larry you're gonna show me a movie with donald glover in it or maybe you'll tell me that john cena's now doing movies why don't you just stick to serving ribeye larry Special thanks to Kene Quarter for joining us. You'll find more about her practice at KeneQuarter.com or more on that or her podcast, Prosperity Report, Love and Money, on our show notes page at StackingBenjamins.com. This show was created by Joe Salcihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast.com or on our Facebook page. Shannon Cowan is our community manager and social media guru. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I just noticed it's just as dark and damp down here as Joe's soul. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests 
in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. Special thanks to Joe's mom for bringing scented candles down to the basement. Nothing says podcasting with a bunch of dudes like scented candles. I'm going to fill this one with spoilers because I know you're headed to see it, OG. I'm going to cover my ears and go la, 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 la the entire time. <laughs> Which will make it really fun radio for everybody. Uh, I went and saw this movie that you are headed to see soon. Uh, this is a little film called The Incredibles 2. Did you wash your hands? With soap? Did you dry them? Is this all vegetables? Who wanted all vegetables? I did. So, are we going to talk about it? Why? The elephant in the room. What elephant? Mom's new job. It's time to make some wrong things right. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes, and Elastigirl is our best play. Better than me? <clears throat> Whoa! I like Mom's new job! Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem. That's not the way you're supposed to do it, Dad. They want us to do it this I don't way. know that way. Why would they change math? Math is math. Okay, math Dad. is math. We often wonder that on this show. <laughs> Why would they change math? I've I've had that uh, I have I have had that exact same frustration. <laughs> no, this is how you do it. No, you do not. Math is math. There's a so lot of funny moments for adults here. There's a lot of funny moments also for kids here. Uh, the story is about obviously the Incredibles are back and uh, things are changing in the town that they live in. OG. Okay. Um, so tell me when you're about to drop a spoiler and I'm going to cover no, my ears. No spoilers. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. say you're going to do a whole bunch of spoilers. I, 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 I love messing with you. It's the most fun I have uh, entertaining myself while we do this podcast. My, Beyond texting me your status updates. I'm walking down to the basement. I'm getting a cup of coffee. I'm eating my breakfast. I'm turning that. my laptop on. I'm like, I got it, dude. You said to be in the basement at eight. I will be there at eight. I did that all morning long. It was great. And yep. then, and then what did I do once, uh, once I found out that it annoyed you? You did it with a factor of like a <laughs> exponential of 10. And then at 10, at eight Oh two, I went still waiting and you went, yeah, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> 
it was so great. So no spoilers coming up. No, but what you do know going into it is that superheroes are illegal in uh, the city that they're in. Don't remember the name of the city, Metropolis, Phil, something. And uh, the Incredibles have been lying low as a family. And there is a group of people that wants them back and they're trying to help them get back. And as you heard, Elastigirl is who they want first as they try to slowly reintroduce superheroes into the culture, which means that Mr. Incredible is a stay-at-home dad. And so you have the uh, almost new parent experience as dad's trying to get his training wheels together, learning how to deal with the uh, family and Elastigirl trying to do things without her family, trying to solve crime. And then you also have... Lots of issues around each of the kids. All three of the kids have their own story arc. The the story, like all Pixar movies, is so well told. You've got storylines that adults are going to like, and then pretty soon it'll morph into a fight with a raccoon that's hilarious that every kid in our packed movie theater was laughing about. I thought it was a really good movie. I thought the story was Pixar great. I thought it was a little slow, in the middle, a friend of mine said he fell asleep in the middle. I nearly fell asleep in the middle of this movie, but I still thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good story. I just thought there's one point in the middle where it just really slowed down to nothing, but then it picks up for a satisfying ending at the end. You won't be, you won't be disappointed with Incredibles 2. Somebody said it was as good as the first one. I think I disagree with that. thought it was pretty good. Not as good as the first one. Um, Catherine Keener and Bob Odenkirk play the two people bringing back superheroes. And I get those two people. I could listen to them voice characters all day. Like Bob Odenkirk has such a great voice for animation, for voicing animation. And, and Catherine Keener just frankly has a fantastic voice. If you remember, did you see, if you don't know who I'm talking about, did you see Get Out? I don't think so. I know who Bob Odenkirk is. No, Catherine Keener, though. Do you know who she is? I don't think so. No. Uh, She is a phenomenal voice. Just a great, gravelly voice that I could listen. I listened to her on the podcast Homecoming as well and loved her in that. Anyway, uh, thumb three quarters of the way up for Incredibles 2. I'm going to go take the uh, little mini OGs. Over to uh, over to see us sometime this week, I think. Yeah, you said they wanted to see the Avengers movie, and I'll tell you, somebody on my Flipboard, there was an article of the best movies halfway through 2018, and the Avengers movie was on that, and I highly disagree. I couldn't disagree more. That I don't know. Not horrible. Probably the best Avengers movie I've seen, but I haven't liked any of them. So who yeah. knows? Yeah. So. Best of the worst. Right, exactly. For those who care, I'm about 40 minutes into Deadpool, you know, because it's not exactly PG. So I have to watch it like during breaks where there's like no kids for a second. Oh, kids off. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a hard uh, R on that one. That's what they said, as a matter of fact. Just for just for Ryan Reynolds running commentary. Yes. So I got to admit it's a little slow, but I think it's probably oh, because my. I've watched it over the course of uh, seven days and I'm only 40 minutes into it. Yeah. So uh, that's why it feels kind of slow. But he's uh, now just leaving his, uh, well, uh, fiance because he has cancer or something like that. He's really sick. So he's uh, he's packing his bag right now. She's like, so, you know, because I overlap the here's where I, where I am now, but here's why I got there yes. type of thing. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. No one. Any, any by the way, there is nothing slow about that movie. So it's definitely, definitely. It's totally, totally me. Okay. Yeah. The fact that you're, you're watching it over so, such a long period of time. I'll get there. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union can help you earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you could start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal's savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Considering a big home improvement project, maybe you want to consolidate debt. Well, if you're thinking consolidation, that's part of your plan. You could borrow up to 100% of your home's equity with a fixed rate home equity loan with zero closing cost or easily borrow as you go with a home equity line of credit. What I like, you make your plan first and then you use the appropriate instrument to get you there. And Navy Federal has them. Both options could help make life's big expenses seem more manageable. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Membership required. Terms and conditions apply. Loan subject to approval.